Hello everyone and welcome back to Regenerated. I am Matt and I'm joined as always by my beautiful wife, Becky. Nah, you're not going to begin. And this week, we don't have no episodes because we said we would do a little roundup of John Pertwee's tenure as the Doctor. So I can't think of anything witty to come up with. Maybe I could call it the, the dandy's dissection, maybe. I'm kind of disappointed at the fact that he could only find black, navy, emerald and purple think um suede jackets mm. although i'm not sure if they're suede or velvet but either way point is i don't think we actually saw a burgundy one or a nice wine color or even you know mm. uh -oh, you know a different color than dark yeah i know so what what will this uh, episode entail? It's a little bit of a difficult one because we should have really done this for William Hartnell and Patrick Trout and we didn't. We kind of tagged it at the end of their very last episodes. So it's kind and of like... Are going to do it with companions? Anyway. Yeah, and we're kind of like sort of... Uh, we're going into Favoritism. the unknown here a little bit. Well, I just thought it, it it's worth... Um, it's Well, not to say that William Hartnell and Patrick Trout don't deserve their own individual episodes. Maybe we'll have to go back and do a special episode for each of them too. But um, mm. from now going forward, after every Doctor finishes, we're going to have like a little like uh, sort of roundup episode, I think, to go through serials and that. The Tom Baker one's going to be quite interesting being since he had like, I don't know how many years, what, like nine years or something worth of episodes and several seasons <laughs> of episodes to go through. Um, but to be fair, John Pertwee done so quite... It is actually the longest reigning Doctor. Well, I think it is uh, Tom Baker. I think you'll find yeah, he was the longest reigning. But uh, John Pertwee has had a quite lengthy, uh, lengthy reign. He did four years. He did five seasons. So he started as the Doctor on the 3rd of January, 70, and he finished on the 8th of June, 74. And obviously his first serial was Spearhead from Space. So I think through what we'll do uh, as we'll go through the episodes... So did Tom Baker go to about 85 then? I think so, something like that, 84, 85, I think. Mm. Um, but what we're going to do is I'll go through the episodes. I'll also go through the poll. We normally do like a poll uh, where we say See, what number thing. it came that's in at. I don't understand why I've always kind of favoured Tom Baker a bit from Classic Who. Because, you know, when I was born, well, I was born in 89. So who would that have been? I think it's probably Sylvester McCoy, I think was 89. That's the thing. My, I don't, you know, we used to sort of catch episodes here and there on UK Gold back when, you know, and before, when it was cable, before it was NTL and things like that. And, mm. you know, before Sky practically existed. Um, Then, you know, but either that or you'd sort of catch it, you know, wherever you'd normally catch sort of like older programs and things like that sort of. Mm. But either that, or my dad used to tape them, and he used to put them on now and again. But apart from that, we only sort of really sat down and watched it when Christopher Eccleston became the Doctor. Yes. So, um, so basically, let's just have like a little sort of recap from Patrick Troughton. Obviously, in the War Games at the very end, he'd obviously done a bit. And obviously, with that. My dad's kind of go-to doctor was Tom Baker. So, mm. so the doctor uh, basically got a bit too big for his boots, I think, in the war games. He'd done a bit too much meddling in time and that. So the Time Lords decided that they would basically force a regeneration on him and change his appearance. 
uh, and obviously his sort of persona and that, and then that's how we arrived at John Pertwee. So the very first serial that John Pertwee appeared in was Spearhead from Space. Had a little bit of a different look. Normally it's like a studio-based sort of look normally with a little bit of outside footage, but this one was kind of more entirely on film, yes. So um, if you wish, I'm not going to go through the well, synopsis. it was sort of between like fields and, um, you know, then you had like the hospital and things like that. Wasn't it? Yeah, basically he had like, obviously um, uh, he was kind of uh, affected by the regeneration. So uh, he was a little bit confused and dazed and that sort and of thing. in a coma. Yep. So I'm not going to go through the synopsis. You know, we have already done these episodes once already. So feel free to go back and listen to them to, to refresh your memory on the plot or the story and that. Um, basically, we're going to say, you know, what... I, I, no, it's a bit difficult because we've kind of never done this. So, like I say, we've already sort of shared our views and thoughts. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll just go through, like, the episodes. And I like to sort of give them a rating, I think, because I don't think we really overly rated them um, like we did previous um, serials and that. So, you know, it's a little bit difficult. Maybe we should have done it when we actually did review it, but I kind of wanted to sort of put it yeah, all into one episode. Yeah, but that's the thing. When we kind of, when we did all the previous ones, we put in reviews, you know, and we did, but we used to rate them. Mm. And, you know, you used to ask for my rating and then do your own and things like that. And, yep. you know, and then it kind of just didn't. Yeah, um, so I think actually, well, I'll just give a, like a, a sort of cut down, very cut down um, synopsis. So basically, Spearhead from Space was the introduction of the Autons. So we we dropped off, uh, we hit the ground running with a, a completely new monster. Also, colour as well was a, 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 a thing. So obviously, the flamboyant outfits that John Pertwee um, was wearing. Yeah, we got to see him in all his multicoloured glory. So yeah, so yeah, basically, I think that's... God, Probably them experimenting that? with How the colour. How would colour. they have done that, right, if Tom Baker was in black and white? Mm. Because you wouldn't have seen, might have been able to see how many colours are on his scarf. Yeah, so Mark Campbell uh, initially gave this a... Uh, apparently is actually 24 foot long. Mm. I'll take your word for it. I haven't measured his scarf. Now, apparently you can buy a replica on Amazon mm. and it's 24 foot long. So, yeah, uh, so... Although I my I've got a scarf that my mum made me, and that's seven foot long, or is it six foot? One of the two, but that's long enough. I wrapped that round like four times. Mm. You know, I don't want to trip over it. Yeah. And if I had a twenty-four foot scarf, I'd have to wrap that. Would cover me like a mummy before I'd stop tripping over it. Yeah. Well, we all know I'm only five foot three, so. So. Uh, Short people probably. We we I also like to read the verdict from Mark Campbell's episode guide. It's basically mostly I think it's up to Matt Smith's uh, doctor. Basically, gives a verdict and rating, a little synopsis, all that sort of thing. He gave this a, a four out of ten, Becky, back in the day. I wonder if he ever has reissued it since Pete Capaldi. Well, I don't know. I'd have to have a look. But yeah, he gave it a four out of ten. I think I will say what the poll was, and then at the very end, I'll put them in the order of which you know from last to first in the poll. Um, this one came in, if I can find it, at uh, number 28 at 241. So remember, Mark Campbell gave it a 4 out of 10, and it came in at in the top oh, um, 30. He's so, an idiot. 
So the fans obviously think highly of this one. I quite like it because it's a nice little introduction to John mm. Pertwee. John Pertwee is kind of like, I always say, he's like sort of a, uh, he has a sort of expressional face yeah. as well. And, you know, he, as he went through his tenure as a doctor. Not yet, no. It was in season eight where the master came in. But no, I'm thinking of Terror of the Autons that he was in with the Yeah, Autons, basically, yeah. yeah. So this is a nice little introduction to John Pertwee. I like, like I say, I like his expressional face. Uh, I like that he's like the gadget doctor and the action doctor. He always used to have like, his uh, Venusian karate and all that sort of thing. Like the gadgets with Bessie uh, and all that. And also, this is the first introduction of the oh, companion. The yep, and the companion was Liz Shaw. Don't think really Liz got off the ground really too much in this first yeah. season, but she kind of yeah I think she just sort of served a purpose. To be honest, so, I can't even remember her. She was that. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that is <laughs> you know, basically it. Because the only companion I remember before Sarah Jane was Joe. Yeah. And then and, that, and then before that, I can't remember anything since Jamie. Also, John Pertwee's Doctor was very heavily influenced by Unit. Yeah. Unit was used a lot more. Um, because he got obviously exiled. That was also the other little fe- uh, yeah, thing Earth, I didn't say. Yeah. yeah, he got exiled onto Earth, so they had to have Earth-based stories, which I do think it kind of let let them down a little bit to sort of just pigeonhole him. Bit... Yeah, pigeonhole him onto Earth. Is you that, had to kind can of you count the car chases. Yeah, and you had to kind <laughs> of bring the aliens to Earth. Yeah, you know, but so count the car so chases. Spearhead of some space. But obviously, then they kind of did that really when them. In New Who, in a way, even though because, you know, David Tennant wasn't exiled to Earth. Mm. But the thing is, a lot of the time, it when he was with Martha especially, it was all mostly about Unit. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know? So, Whereas you didn't really have that come up with in the with when he was with Rose or with Christopher Eccleston or even sort of a bit later on. No, not really, no. So, Spearhead and Space, 4 out of 10, and number 28 in the poll. What would you give it as a rating? I quite liked it as a nice little introduction to John Pertwee. I think he hit the ground running. He didn't kind of have the character straight away, but he did have some of the traits that would carry through the the future seasons and the future stories. Um, I, I just think that in the beginning, him and Liz don't really have the banter that mm. him and Joe had and him and Sarah Jane had. Yeah. I just don't think they kind of hit it off, as it were. Yeah. But I'd say it's a nice average story to get them off the mark. Is it number 28 in the poll? Out of, I, I don't know if it's top 50. Uh, I think they did a lot, a couple of better stories than this one. Um, you know, I just, I, I quite like it. It's, it's an average story for me. I would say it was a five. I say it's one higher than what Mark Campbell would give it. Um, I don't know. I think it's still being a bit stingy. Well, I quite like I quite like the introduction of the to- the Autons. It's nice to get a, a completely yeah, but, new monster. Yeah, but I th- I think if you're still being a bit stingy, I'd at least go for a six. Well, we'll agree to disagree. That's the beauty of the podcast. Well, so sorry, I can't just be as cruel as what I normally am. Yeah. <laughs> well, May- oh, well, maybe you're having a Freaky Friday moment. Mm. Yes, maybe. Anyway, on a Saturday. next next was your favourites, the Silurians. <laughs> which I quite liked the... I, I really liked the um, the bit in this where basically Unit just destroyed them and... Okay, I'll let you get it out now. <laughs> People can't see it. They can only hear it. Yeah. Doing fish noises for the benefit of the listeners Yeah, there. well, they can't 
see my my little fish face impressions, can they? So Again, also, can. also second second serial in a John Pertwee, a completely different monster, completely new monster. Well, I'm giving that a not enough about now. Wow, it was an all right <laughs> one. Um, just 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 because I like serial. I do like the last bit where it's basically a moral dilemma right, for the Doctor. The only reason I'm giving it a nine is because one, I like the Silurians as a monster. And basically, they remind me of Admiral Akbar, and I kept expecting them to say it's a trap about oh, a million no. times. So, yeah. This is, the, the trouble with, and I think I said this <laughs> on the podcast, uh, is that the problem with the Silurians is that they, they're, they're kind of void of any movement because they're kind of like a papé mache hel- like a hat, like a hat, helmet bit, like a head, and it kind of don't have the, um, you know, the life. Uh, I do like the moral dilemma the Doctor says at the end with Unit, where he says about, you know, Unit just wipes them out, and the Doctor says you had no right to wipe out a species. It's quite good. Um, Mark Campbell gives this an 8 out of 10. So he did he gave it a quite high score as well. And in the uh, poll, the Silurians come in at uh, number 50. So it's in the top 100. Um, I think I think an 8 out of 10 is fair. I think it's quite good. You know, and I quite like this one. Again, he is still find, trying to find the character. But, you know, like I said, as it progresses, there's going to be, like, you know, more character development. Anyway, we'll leave you behind with your fish noises. <laughs> and we'll go on to the next episode, The Ambassadors of Death. So... The Ambassadors of Death. Yeah, basically. Ambassadors of Death. <laughs> yeah. So I'll quickly go in there with the with Mark Campbell's uh, verdict, which was He's a 7. He gave it a 7 out of 10. And in the poll, this I came can't in. I remember what that one is. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what it's about in a minute. Uh, and this one was 96th in the poll of 241. So this is the one with the uh, the spacemen. Helpful. So, well, let's have a look at... Um, That's helpful. The Doctor discovers that astronauts from a Mars probe have been placed replaced by aliens. So Mark Campbell gives really, really short synopsis. Uh-huh. If you remember, it's the one... It's really difficult to know... Uh, yeah, but say, we've but... had a lot of moon bases and a lot of planet bases and things like that, so it's kind of really hard to figure out which one it is. Yeah, that's the only trouble with uh, Doctor Who. They do like Physical to have a base Google. story, you know. What so I'll, I'll, I'll probably remember once I see it. Ambassadors. Well, I said I wasn't going to read any synopsis, but basically there's a Mars Probe 7 um, and it's got astronauts on it that have been replaced by aliens and they basically have something to do with the radiation they need radiation to survive right so this one uh like i say it was a seven out of ten for mark campbell and it was in the top 196 so uh now that becky's refreshed her memory as to which one this is i know it's quite a while ago like i said we've started these in what uh october did i say october no seven months i think yeah they basically june i think it yeah, was when we started they, i think they brought the probe back to earth yep and then there was like three astronauts that, inside yeah, it and there was a radiation i quite like the suits i quite like the suits and the look of the astronauts they are quite cre- creepy because you never really see their faces or anything they kind of got like a mystery behind their sort of their helmets and I quite like that aspect of it. Yeah. I I actually, you know, I just remember this one. Um, so I'm going to give it, uh, I'm thinking it's an 8. I think it's an 8 out of 10, Becky. So mm. what would you give it? Oh, no, it's a little bit difficult because you can't really remember. Oh, well, yeah, I can. But... I'm kind of reading Wikipedia. Oh. Um, 
Yes, but it has its yeah, uses. I don't know. I'd say about six and a half. Yes, right. So uh, next, I think that one I found a bit boring. Yeah, again, the, the trouble is, like I say, with these early ones with Liz, it's like I say they're <laughs> no, not they're not <laughs> they're not really rememberable, or Liz is not really rememberable as a companion. Rememberable. Yeah, basically, just making up my own words. Again. Anyway, next episode was. Uh, a lot of fans, I'll put it out there and just say, a lot of fans' favourites, one of his favourite serials of John Pertwee, which was Inferno, which was the one with the double timeline, which I thought was really cool. They did a parallel universe where the Brigadier did not have a moustache and he had an eye patch. And it was all about like doing things in the alternative parallel universe to affect Oh, you know, yeah, no. the modern uh, when you, universe. When you look at it on, Wiki, on Google, the first thing that comes up is the Brigadier and an eye patch. Yes. <laughs> so this one, Mark Campbell, That's I think... That's a little right. That's a little right. I don't like it. And I've also said that I want to be a little bit more, um, a bit more generous, especially with the tens. Uh, so that being said, Inferno got a 10 out of 10 from Mark Campbell. And in the poll... This one is number nineteen, uh, number eighteen. It, I, 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 I like I say, eighteen. Yeah. I won't go that far. Well, I don't. It's it's a very it's very difficult. I won't go that far. Um, it's very difficult because I do not rate this as one of. All it is is a big giant drill. Yeah, and I don't rate this as one of John Pertwee's the the best episode. No, I don't no. think it's not. I think it's up there, and I really do like this one. Um, and it's definitely in my top three, but I would never say that this is my favourite. Um, I think there are like a, um, a couple of others that were a little bit better. Lethbridge Stewart's counterpart, a sadistic eye patch wearing military commandant. Um, they forgot the fact that he kind of didn't have a tash. Mm, yes. Uh, and this was also the season because it was a short season, only four episodes. First the episode where Liz leave. Yep, Hooray. basically, yep. And it's the last episode of the season as well. So that being said, 10 out of 10, I think it's a little bit... Oh, I'm going to go 9 because I think this is not, not quite a 10, but I do like this one. It's number 9. Uh, but I can understand why the fans would vote this as number 18 in the poll. I think uh, this one's got a lot of love from the fans. I actually really like the parallel universe sort of side of this. I think it's very clever how they do it as well. Oh, it's quite funny. And I do think that John Pertwee, this is where he really starts to come into his own um, as a doctor. So what would you say, Becky? Did you like this one? I don't know. It kind of made me laugh a little with Lethbridge Stewart. I've got to admit... Try, trying to act all macho and evil. It was quite funny. I've got to admit, out of the four we see, Liz is better in this one than she was in the other three. Because they actually give her something to do and they actually give her a but role. I would still only give it a six. Well, I think I think the fans will disappear, uh, disagree with that. I don't. But anyway. Really. So season... Every, look, at the end of the day, my mum, mum always said, opinions are like bumholes. Everyone's got one. Yes, they have. And everyone can... Like I say, you're entitled to your opinion. Anyway. Season eight, uh, basically the season of the master. Like you said, well, you came in to so the first know, one, you, Terror you of the Autons. I, I don't beat around the bush with opinions because the pure and simple fact, when it, when we first started, I pretty much said the unearthly child was crap. And mm. I still stand by my judgment nearly two years later. Well, like I said, I'll quickly go into it and say, I like, that's a tale of two hearts. I like the first bit first and then the last bit where they get to the cavemen. Agree. Anyway, this one. Ain't good at all. 
Terror of the Autons. So Mark Campbell give it an 8 out of 10. In the poll, it is I number 59. Out, I, I ain't getting an 8 out of 10. 59 in the poll. No. I, I quite... No, I was getting knocked down marks because of the severe creepiness of the dodgy, like... I don't know if they're paper mache, but they're supposed to look ceramic. The autons. But I don't like the heads. They creep me out. It's iconic, though. The look's iconic. Yeah, but you they creep it. me out. So I'm knocking down the marks because I don't like them. But what I really, really love about this this episode is that when Roger Delgado came in as the master, he hit the ground running. Yeah, he had the master character great. straight away. That was great. And it's nice to have like the sort of like yeah, um, a is, Moriarty to the yeah, Doctor but as well. The problem is, all the only master I've ever known is obviously John Sims. Yes. Right. And I thought, oh, he's sadistic. Fair enough. You know, a little bit sadistic. But then you got Roger Delgado, and that's like he's just he's just he's a, just like the king of sadistic. He's just born to play that role. <laughs> he's I think. just sort of the king of sadistic sadistic so now i'm kind of when it goes to back to joan um john sim or even when it goes to missy it's like <sighs> great yes you know kind of fit us going to end up making me feel slightly like ripped mm. off yes well this Which one is it, even though i'm kind of like i've been in that position before but now because i've seen roger delgado do it that's like well he did a better job than john sim so i was like well you know mm. it's kind of like Maybe you should yeah. have watched some. And well, took, I, and t- maybe you should have watched some previous episodes. Well, you don't know. He might know. have. He might have actually done that. You never know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to find that out work. when we get up yeah. to yeah. up to them. Well, if he did, it didn't work, did it? I like this one as it's a lovely adaption of the Autons. All right. They had All the right, idea and they ran with it. A couple of points just for Roger Delgado because I love his character as the master, mm. and he is, you know. Kind of a bit of a guilty pleasure. I will also say uh, when you when you come to your favourite episode, uh, just mention that so that because like I say, I'm not writing any of these ratings down. So <laughs> um, that's, that's the thing. He he is you know he, Roger Delgado is a bit of a guilty pleasure, and to be honest, you know mm. it was a bit all right. Yeah, I thought yeah he is to me he's the quintessential master. I don't think that's anyone really thing. beats that's him. Like, but you know everyone always seen in in the actual episodes always seem to go after Yates or things like that. You know, hmm. but I'm like I don't know. And I, also we got the introduction. He's, he's far more attractive. We also got the introduction of Joe. Uh, quickly mentioned that as well. Again, the banter between the two is just there from the beginning. The I ban- know what you mean, yeah. And you know they're just. I just think they get. You can see off off screen they must have got on really really well. You can see that because on screen they get on really really well. And I just mm. think you know it's just yeah, it's just a brilliant relationship that they had and they created for it the the run. Um, so yeah, Terror of the Autons eight out of ten. I think it's fair. I think it is an eight. Mm. I'm gonna say seven and a half. I would have given it lower because of the creepiness of the Autons heads. But my Roger Delgado guilty pleasure is kicking in. Mm. Yeah, so this is how you do like uh, um, uh, introduced monster in the last season, and you basically turn it up a level. And I think they've done it really, really well. So next one, the mind of evil. Uh, if you remember, it's the one with the prison and the sort of device that the master creates. That basically isn't it takes out basically uh, <laughs> bad feelings, isn't it? Or it's like criminals it basically reforms Roger criminals Delgado doesn't it again. yes uh mark campbell eight out of ten this one and this one got 
uh, in the poll number 76. Stangmore Prison. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the mind of evil? It also, it doesn't. It's also like a fear machine as well. It puts the fear because if you remember, you had uh, at one point the doctor was under the influence of the machine. He kept seeing fire, and it was basically his fear. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the premise of this one is quite interesting. I think if I remember right, I probably said it dragged a little bit. So, an eight out of ten, I would drop it down one point and say it's a seven out of ten. To be honest, I was a bit, you know, as much as I like Roger Delgado, I think that's a six. Mm. Well, like I say, it's their own. It, but I think that's a six. Six out of ten, then. To be honest, it just seems a bit meh. Next one, uh, going to be some controversy, but the Claws of Axos <laughs> next, which came in. In Mark Campbell's view, it was a nine out of ten. And in the poll, it came in at... Uh, 139, so it's quite low on the poll as well. So It's like Roger Delgado, Roger Delgado. Roger. Yeah, well, basically, it was like I said, this is the season of The Master. He's in, like, every episode. Near enough, yeah. So, Claws of Axos. I, I remember very, very well we actually slated this one. Uh, I stand by that. I don't think this one is the greatest one at all. I, I think, I'm not sure, I think we did give it a rating, but I'm just going to refresh my rating and Excellent. say... And say it's a nice three out of ten because I just didn't like it. Yeah, I know, but the master kind of the fact that he was already captured on the um, spaceship when they, I think it was Joe or someone got mm. captured in there. You know, I think it was sort of like um, weren't he already like um, sort of in the wall or something? I think so. I think they caught him on their travels basically so yeah i i give it i give it a in my eyes a fair three no i give it a fair three a nine out of ten yeah i think it's a three you've never given anything lower than a five well this one i gave a three i don't like the claws of axos i don't think it's that great there's a lot of fans out there who do like it and like we said each to their own, you know. I wouldn't give it a three. I'd say probably a five. Well, you can stick with your five. I'm sticking with my three. Next, uh, next alert. one. Next one. The episode was actually Matt's quite. Getting stingy. Uh, the next one. The episode was quite comical for us uh, with uh, you know, for Billy Billy Connolly's in space. But basically, <laughs> it's the colony yeah, in space. Billy Connolly in space. Colony in space. A six out of ten from Mark right, Campbell. Right, say it. Colony. Colony. Not Connolly. I know. I said it is. Uh, I said that it was Connelly a source of <laughs> source of comedy with the Billy Connollys in space. But this one uh, in the poll, 199, so really low on the poll, and a six out of ten by Mark Campbell. Uh, I can't actually remember too much about this one. Oh, I forgot the cause of Axos was the spaghetti and meatball monsters. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think isn't this isn't Connolly in space the one where they actually did get off the planet Earth for the first time? I think. What I is think. It? Finally. Yes, now you're saying it. Oh, shut up. You now you're saying it. it wrong now. Now you're saying it. I can't really remember it. Like, say, let's see what Mark Campbell's little, like, thing is. It says, uh, colonists fight against a ruthless mining company on a barren planet. That's basically it. I, I think it's just the one where the master comes in as, like, the commissioner or something. They, I they, think you're right, he's yeah. not in it for like four episodes. Then he comes in it and and kind of saves, the saves the, uh, machine. yeah, he kind of saves the, um, some of the plot. Really, it's 
So I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really care at the minute. We won't, like I said, refer back to our colony in space uh, episode for all the all the mis mispronunciations. Anyway, six out of ten. I'm going to go five out of ten because I think it's about average. Uh, I think a master does when he comes into it. I think the master raises this one up from being a bit mm. dull to actually being a quite good one. Yeah. But you know, and the poll, like I say, 199 out of 241 is quite low. Uh, next one. Say five and a half. Yeah. Next one, the demons or demons, however <laughs> you want to say it. Uh, obviously, each to their own. Say it either way. This one was a six out of ten from Mark Campbell, and in the poll came in at 38. Who are? In the poll, it came out at number th- 38. The Daemons. D-A-E-M-O-N-S. That's where the conflict is. It's either demons or daemons. And oh, I think, yeah, the dodgy like gargoyle. Yeah, the gargoyle, which, yeah. The, the premise... Yeah. I actually quite like the premise of this one, the cultists and that sort of thing, and having it set in a little village and all that. It's quite, you know... Village of Devil's End. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's quite a nice little, like, season sort of finisher, I mm. think, as well. But... You know, six out of ten. I'm going to say it's a little bit higher than a six out of ten. I don't think I, I it is. I liked it. I'd say it's more of a seven point five. I think you're right. I think we're going. See, you always have to put point fives. Seven point five. Yeah, seven. Seven point five. We'll go that way. And that was the end of season eight. Then we if go. If dancing on ice can do point fives, I can do point fives. All right, I'll take your word for it. Uh, season nine. So we've still got Joe with us at the minute. So she's riding high. She's now finally settled in to the role and the doctor john pertry has definitely found the role now and he's also brought some elements into it like i say with his venusian karate and that sort of thing so season nine started off with a day of the daleks a nine out of ten from mark campbell and in the poll came in at uh 65 so in the top 100 day of the daleks i think if i remember right i said that um I think overall they did three. John Pertwee did three Dalek stories, and I mm. think overall this is probably the better one. Um, like I say, I probably have completely and utterly just misspoke what I said in the previous podcast. Uh, I probably said Planet of the Daleks was the better one, or whatever. I definitely know that Death of the Daleks was not the better one, but this one I think Day of the Daleks was um, now for the benefit of this podcast and the review i think is the best one uh a nine out of ten mm, i don't know it's a nine i don't really know i'd say probably about a six yeah i'd say it's a little bit higher maybe a seven uh and it's it's a it's a funny one to put the daleks on earth i think because yeah. I do think the Daleks more thrive yeah, when they're on Scaro or in another Daleks, environment. It was more so the Ogrons than the Daleks, though. Yeah, again, also another introduction to a new monster, a new sort of subservient of the a Daleks. Monster. What are I they? Told you. What? What are they then? It's Klingon meets an orc. There. Ogrons. Bit like. Or. Klingon cross orc. Yeah. Kling orcs. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably what did I say a seven. I think mm. I'd say it's probably more about seven. Um, next was uh, the Curse of Peladon. So this is the first of two times we go to Peladon. This is by far the better of the two. I think mm. uh, this one got a ten out of ten from Mark Campbell, yeah, no. and it got uh, in the poll. Yeah. It was. Um, 
93 in the poll. So in the top 100. A 10 out of 10. I think that's being really overly generous. If you remember, this one was about the ghost of Agador threatening to stop Peladon joining the Galactic Federation. There was uh, They used the Ice Warriors in a reverse role here. So they weren't the actual uh, monster of the week. They were actually the sort of uh, helping. And it turned out to be the head in the box. That was the person who was... Because the, there was a conspiracy going on in this one as well. Like a whodunit. Um, and it basically was the head in the box who done it. Uh, it's nice to have a like, little bit of a like, mystery here from Doctor Who. I think they did it quite well. Uh, a 10 out of 10, I don't think so. I would lean more towards an 8 out of 10. Uh, I wouldn't be as generous to I say it was say a 10. Well, like I say, I just each I wouldn't throw. say an 8 at all. I'd say a 7, and that's mainly because Alpha Centurion makes me laugh. Oh, yes, the the because eyeball the with tentacles. I thought it was a woman because of the high voice, but the fact that's supposed to be a dude yep. just makes it sound like his tentacles clearly have been stood on plenty of times. Mm, yes. Let alone so anything else if it's hanging. Like. The next one we went to, again, sort of a, a subgenre or a subspecies of your favourite, the Sea Devils. Yes. So the Sea Devils got well, they a, get high marks. a 7 out of 10 from Mark Campbell and came in at number 60. In the poll, as we're recording this, we've just uh, we did confirm this a few weeks ago on uh, Regenerated. Uh, that basically they're coming back uh, this year, as we're calling yep. it, twenty twenty two. We're recording yep. this with Jodie Whittaker, so they are actually bringing them back. Although they could have should have come back with anyone else other than Jodie Whittaker. Again, I say they suffer a bit like the Solarians, where they avoid of like a sort of movement and emotion because they're just a papé and mâché sort of costume. They don't really have so, blinking eyes or moving eyes. I think it does sort of. So what well, does? Still suffer. got a blooming better costume than the Centerite. Be quiet. Wow. Yes. I well, I kind of agree with that one. We don't uh, anyway. insult the Sea Devils. So they were kind of like the sort of cousins to the Silurians. So they're kind of like the Silurians, but these ones but are Aqua. On yeah, and the Silurians live on land. So seven out of ten. Even though, which is kind of well, I don't know because it's really weird because the Silurians had a fish face, but they lived on land. But the Sea Devils. Well, they have netting. They have, like, ocean netting. Yeah, but they live in water. Yeah, so... So, it's like, you know, it's really weird because the Silurians look more like a fish Mm. and they live on land. Yet the sea devils look less like a fish and they live more. Right, yes. Well, 7 out of 10, I think that's fair. I think a 7 out of 10 is right. I think you got that one right. No. Wow. No. But you can't give a rating based on, like, you just like the Sea Devils as a monster. Yeah, I can. It's about the story as well. Yeah, I can. So what, what's, what's the rating going to be? A 10, probably. Oh, it'll be an 8. Right, an 8. Next one, The Mutants. A 4 out of 10. And I think you'll find this is quite low. Yeah, 213. Mm. I think yeah, it's fair. I didn't really like this one, so we'll quickly skip over this one. I'll give it a 3 out of 10, just like I did the Claws of Axos. Yeah, I agree with that one. And we'll quickly move on to... The, the Time Monster. Yes, the Time Monster. Again, sadly, another stinker. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, it has its benefits. So yeah. this one, the monster, ret- uh, the monster, Kronos. Uh, the master returns in this one, uh, and basically it's about Atlantis. Kronos. Yeah, I don't really like this one. This got a two out of ten from two out of ten from Mark Campbell, and basically yeah, this is two hundred and twenty second in the that. poll. I can't give it that low. Why? Because the master. Yeah, but a two I out of ten. Give it that low. It's just oh, it's terrible. It's not not great at all. 
I didn't I'll like this I'll one. I'm going to be. I'm going to keep it in the, the sort of category of stinkers and give it a three. And that obviously ended the season. So now we're going to season ten. Obviously, this is the third season that now uh, Joe Grant has been in. So she's still riding high with the Doctor. Uh, number t- uh, season ten started off with the three Doctors. The three Doctors. Thank you, Becky. See. So this one started off with the three doctors coming in at a four out of ten from Mark Campbell, which I do now off the back say yeah, it's quite low. I like that one. That's quite funny. And fifty-one in the poll. So three doctors, obviously William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, they came back uh, as William Hartnell liked to describe oh, them, like the dandy and the clown. Uh, William Hartnell. William Hartnell was obviously very ill at this time, and this is kind of his last appearance as a doctor. It's nice to have like the three to get well i would say together but they're you know obviously william hartnell's on a screen but he's kind of interacting with them uh but patrick troughton comes back it's nice to have that little bit of interact interaction between mm. john pertwee and patrick troughton i quite like that one mainly because you know the others are back yeah exactly it's nice to see that they can actually do something completely different the story's really clever as yeah. well how they get them back and that so uh a four out of ten i really think that's really low no, that's, i'm gonna I'm going to say it's really high up there. I really like this one. I think, oh, it's, I think more it's more of, a, of an eight. I think it's more of an eight as well. I think you're right. So, uh, say next one. Well, say that again. I need to record that. Uh, I think you're right. Move on. Uh, Carnival of Monsters next. This one. Right, I, I might have to record that for future reference. Well, it is being recorded for posterity, as they say. Carnival of Monsters. Yeah, that don't mean you won't cut it. Carnival of Monsters. A 10 out of 10 from Mark no. Campbell and a 64 no. in the poll. No. Again, I like that idea. No. I like the idea of having like different no. areas of the actual like. No, I find it very monotonous. Well, I do like the um the fact that they're in a machine and they have different and areas of the very, machine, and, and you can go very... into the inner workings, and then you got the thrashics as well. It was very monotonous. I did not like it. Well, what's your rating then? A three. A three. Well. Four at most. Four. Right. I'm gonna go a seven because I really like this one. Yeah, well, simple things play simple minds. Well, yeah, but you've got like a kind of dinosaur, and it actually looked better than the invasion of the dinosaurs. That was a Jurassic. Or Thrashig. Jurassic. It's it's it is obviously a Jurassic, but the way they say it is a drashing. No, it's not. It is if you listen to it closely. Anyway, it's an ig, not an ing. Well. Okay, we'll move on. And it's not a dinosaur. It's a lizard that's in water, clearly. Mm. Anyway, next one. More like one. a Loch Ness monster than a dinosaur. Next next episode, Serial. Frontier in Space. It was Frontier in Space, yes. And this was the Master's last appearance. Unfortunately, Roger Delgado well, passed away in a car crash. Unfortunately, so. one, I'd have to give it a high rating because of... Um, obviously... Roger Delgado, but then part of me thinks, well, maybe I should just give it a low rating because of the pure and simple fact that's the last one. But then well, that's not kind of his fault that he died. So well, no, four out of ten and a hundred and twenty seventh in the poll. Uh, again, no, it weren't really that great anyway. This is like the one. Spaceship. This is the one with the Draconians. Yeah, that one's uh, sort of uh, the makeup was really good. I like the uh, the actual yeah. costume of the dra- uh, the Draconians, but again. <laughs> I don't think, to be fair, I can remember the story plot very well. So, to um, be fair, I think it's quite low. Reptilian humanoid, apparently, which to me, he looks like a cross between um, 
a Klingon, which for some reason they like using as reference, and the guy who turns into Lizard from Spider-Man. Mm, yes. Uh, like I say, I can't really remember the plot, so it's going to be a low one. I think a 4 out of 10 is quite fair. And he's got worse quite shoulder fair. pads than my mum had in the 80s. Mm. So 4 out of 10, I think it's quite fair from Mark Campbell there. Next one. What, oh, yeah, we didn't get your rating. What was your rating for this one? Five. A five. Next one. Planet of the Daleks. The second time we see the Daleks. This is the one where they're on Spiridon. And the, they have a Thal, like, commando team and invisible uh, Spiridon, Spiridons or whatever they're called. <laughs> uh, this one got an eight out of ten from Mark Campbell. And this one was 81 in the poll. Again, I don't know. I not that great. No, thinking about it. Day of the Daleks. Planet of Daleks. I do like Daleks when they're on a planet environment more than Earth or anything like that. Um, I'd say, say it's about a seven. The, the only trouble is, is, this is kind of, I think I said this before as well on the podcast, this is this kind of reminds me of the Daleks, uh, the serial, and it's kind of already been done. So I'm going to go six, I think. Uh, next to round Green off... Yep, next to round off is the Green Death. This one was Joe's last appearance. She actually left in a quite emotional farewell to the Doctor. This one coming at 10 out of 10. Maggots! 10 out of 10 from um, Mark Campbell and came in at number 30 in the poll. So the Green Death. Maggots. Uh, again, another one that's Maggots. basically highly praised by the fans. Mm, I would, I would like probably go on record as to say... This is probably my favourite serial they've done uh, in John Pertwee's era. I really like this one. And also with the emotional uh, departure of Joe going off, I think this kind of is a complete story for... Uh, And the hissy maggots. Yeah. Okay. They got maggots in it. Apart from Mutated maggots. Well, yeah, because normal maggots have them sharp teeth. Mm. And they're that big. No. So, yeah, I think this is probably my favourite John Pertwee serial that they've done. I think it had everything in it. And like I say, that emotional exit of Joe is, mm. it just puts the cherry on the cake I for me. It's kind of the way you do say goodbye. And it's it sees that vulnerability in John Pertwee's doctor that he's saying goodbye to a beloved companion. Mm. He kind of, you know, in, in William Hartnell's era and Patrick Troughton's era, when they basically have a new companion every week, you kind of don't have that sympathy for him when they leave. But because Joe's been with him for like three seasons now and, you know, you kind of have that sympathy for the Doctor that he's losing a beloved companion. So I would like to say this is a 10 for me. I really do love this one. I'd still say an 8. Well, you can keep your 8. Season 11 starts off with the Time Warrior. This one, 8 out of 10, uh, and came in... Mr. Potato Head! Basically, yes. Coming at number 54 in the poll, this is the introduction of... The Sultanas! Yes, or the Sultarans. Sultanas! properly. So... You're yeah, raising again. an issue there. Yes. So now, uh, well, and how I'm, many dried fruit pans can I get out now? Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm pausing for. What to put the cherry on the cake? Well, you have got them all out in the actual Time Warriors that we, uh, the Time Warrior yeah. podcast we did. So listeners can go yeah, back you and can go back and count how many times I can get my dry fruit pans in. Mm. So I like this one, and, and if you figure think, it out, if you think um, <laughs> now this is the second, you get it. Yes, I, I get it. I'm yeah. just ignoring you and moving on. <laughs> if not, we'll be here for another hour with you and your puns. Oh, yeah. So, 
and we haven't got many more stories because this, this is actually the last season that John Pertwee is on. Obviously, uh, we've said uh, Joe leaving or Katie Manning leaving and Roger Delgado dying kind of forced John Pertwee's exit from Doctor Who. Uh, and also, this is another... That's a bit of a date issue. Yeah. And this is the second introduction of what um, becomes quite a famous monster. We had the Autons and now we're having the Sultarans. So... Sultanas. Okay. So, 8 out of 10... Um, I'd say it's kind of, I like, yeah, I think eight out of 10, I'd probably put it up a little bit. I That's think. a good current issue though. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to move on quickly <laughs> so you can get them all out. Um, so eight, maybe it's an 8.5 to a nine, maybe. So what would be your current rating then? A date. Well, no, that's a rating. Eight. I want an eight. Date eight. <laughs> we get it. We'll move on. So next, it's the invasion of the dinosaurs. A ten out of ten from Mark Campbell, and a hundred and thirty seventh nope. in the poll. So he nope. gave it full marks, but it's really low in the poll because it sucks. I like. I, I said this in the podcast. I like the premise of this story, and I think yeah, if they did it with modern modern special effects, that. it would be a great story yeah. and would warrant well, a ten. Do, like I said before, they could do modern. If they could do special effects for Star Wars that, and for Yoda and things like that, why the hell haven't they done it for a dinosaur? Well, I'm hoping that on the Blu-ray collection when they release this one, it's going to have the special effects that they're going to, you know, do better current special effects for this one because i think it lets it down you know the sort of lets it down. soft squidgy point, cuddly toy point, dinosaurs uh, no they're not they're a little more like they made a plaster scene and to be honest it's really dodgy that the fact they've done a stegosaurus bigger than a triceratops let alone it's near enough mm. the same size as a t-rex Clearly, they have no idea of proportions when it comes yeah. to dinosaurs. So, so ten have they ever never been to, you know, natural history museums in London? They should have gone there first. So, a ten out of ten. I, I think the story's great, but the special effects let it down. So, it's not a perfect story. I would go. No, I'd, it sucks. I'd go an eight out of ten is what I would say. Uh, if they uh, no. do special effects on the no. Blu-ray DVDs, no. uh, the Blu-ray no. di- uh, collection, it will give no. it a ten. Well, what's your rating then? A six, I think. That's a low six. Yes, all right then. Uh, We'll move on. Death to the Daleks. A seven out of ten from Mark Campbell. And 148th in the poll. So by far the lowest of the Dalek stories he'd done. I tend to agree with this. I said this one was a stinker and I just wanted to move on really quickly, which is what I'm still going to do. This was not the best Dalek story by far. Uh, And the, the, whatever they were, creatures looked like a drawing prune. So a seven out of ten. Giant I'm not. prune. Again, I'm going to put it in that collection of. We are. How do you look like giant prune? Well, it's like all wrinkly and grey. So anyway. Well, I'll, I'll call you a prune when you're all wrinkly and grey. Well, you're weird. So uh, I'm going to give this one the lowest score. I'm, I'm going to give us the lowest score I will give. Go. I think this is the worst one they've done. So I'm going to say two oh, out of ten. I am confused of what you mean. Well, I can't remember what they were called. They were kind of like um, the creatures in it. I can't remember what they were. So yeah, I think I think this warrants a, a two out of ten. Also, uh, I forgot to Zillions. also forgot to mention in uh, oh yeah, it's a marine space corps. Yeah. Also forgot to mention quickly while Becky's trying to refresh her memory. Uh, Sarah Jane. 
Sarah Jane debuted in the Time Monster as well, and I think she hit the ground running, although there were a couple of stories in the middle where she didn't really have anything to do, finding her feet right at the end of the season when John Pertwee left. So, uh, the next series... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You f- what's your rating for this one? For what? For the Death of the Daleks. Too great. I'll give about six. Okay, that's quite high for you. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. The second time we visited Monster of Peladon, uh, a two out of ten from Mark Campbell, and this one came in at 216. So obviously, he goes back to Peladon 50 years after he'd been there again to find the Ice Warriors. This time, they're not the heroes, they are actually the villains again. I like the premise of going back to a story previously. But I don't think they did it very well in this one. Mm-hmm. A two out of ten, I think, is a bit low for this one. Ice warriors are a bit power hungry. Yeah, I'd say this one was more they of a five. Like they belonged in Wicked more than what they did in Doctor Who mm. because of the amount of green sparkly capes. I think it's a five. I like the premise of going back fifty years later, and we get to see Alpha Centauri again. So yeah, I'd give it a five. Okay, and then we round off the season. I like the glittery capes. We round off the season with Becky's favourite episode. Becky's non-favourite episode. Or Becky's favourite... Becky's favourite cringe. Uh, Becky's favourite... I'm giving it a 0.5 right there. Becky's favourite, the planet of the spiders. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 from Mark Campbell. And it gone... uh, It was... uh, 81 in the poll. It's a 0.5. So this was the end of John Pertie's tenure as the Doctor. He obviously sacrificed himself to save the universe. It's because of the fact, you know, he kind of does, you know, one, John, as John Pertwee's last one, and he regenerates into Tom Baker. Otherwise, I'd give it a big fat zero. I would give this one probably a 9.5. I think this is the second best, my second favourite um, uh, no. serial. Uh, no, it's a 0.5. Like I said, Last Whoa. week, uh, I think the thing that let it down is the fact that they only had one spider moving instead of the whole lot. I kind of think that lets it down, but no, the, the sound is solid. The S word. The sound, uh, the sound story is uh, solid, I think, as well. So you didn't really tell me what your favourite cereal was, Becky. What was your favourite cereal of John? Not Pertry? that one. Well, I know you've just now said that, but what is he your favourite? Zero point five. What is your favourite cereal? And if it didn't, uh, if it was just spiders, no John Pertwee or Tom Baker, it would have been a zero. So, what is your favourite cereal? Well, you really have to ask. Well, which one was it? The Silurians. <laughs> right. So, if I quickly go through the poll, obviously I did say what number they were, but we'll put them into the order. So, this is the order from worst to best. This is what the fans thought the worst John Pertwee stories to the best are. So, it, um, it goes The Time Monster, Monster of Peladon, The Mutants, Colony in Space, Death of the Daleks, Claws of Axos, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, Frontier in Space, Planet of the Daleks, Ambassador of Death, Curse of Peladon, Planet of the Spiders, Mind of Evil, Day of the Daleks, Carnival of Monsters, uh, Sea Devils, Terror of the Autons, Time Warrior, Three Doctors, Slurians, Daemons, Green Death, Spearhead from Space, and Inferno is their voted the best episode. So what one's the Slurians then? The Slurians was the fifth best. They thought so it was so the top five? Yeah, top five, basically. People like the fish face. So that's the episodes gone through. That took a little bit of a while to get the ratings through. But John Pertwee as a doctor, what are your final thoughts now as we wrap up John Pertwee to go into Tom Baker now? Well. Is he better than William Hartnell and Patrick Trent? 
I can't say that because they're Very all good in their ways. Exactly, they do have their you own. Know, like, all right, then I'll... Hartnell's a bit grumpy and a bit sort of weird and reminds me of my granddad. I'll make it a little bit easier point. for you. And then, then there's Patrick Troughton, who's a bit loopy and a bit eccentric. And then you got John Pertwee, who's a bit more sensible and flamboyant. But then he's got a incredible dress sense. Well, John Pertwee's my second right, second favourite doctor. The only thing that me about John Pertwee's doctor is he seems to wear all those like lovely jackets and they knit and all these things he does they never get blimmin' ruined and it, I can't it, even wear a top around the house without it getting plucked on a blimmin' door or a door handle and that's the thing, the animals don't come nowhere near it and I can still get plucked. I think, you know, I think what John Pertwee, John Pertwee contributed. Or just walk into a door frame. I think John Pertwee contribu- contributed yeah. a lot to the Doctor Who format. Like he definitely furthered it. He, I, f- I did find him quite sarcastic. He definitely furthered, like, the Doctor, you know. And I, did, I did find him quite sarcastic, which, you know, is, you know me, I, lo- I love my sarcasm. But, the and the eccentricities and things like that, you know, as kind of, you well, know, that's what makes I've the Doctor the Doctor is that eccentricness. Men, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed people who have slight, inter- you know, eccentricities. I had an art lecturer like that once. He was brilliant. Um, but everyone else thought he was weird. Mm. So all they're saying that, they said that about my psychology lecturer as well. And he was brilliant. But it's the thing. He, you know, I kind of enjoy that sort of thing. It's, it's kind of kooky and I like it. Mm. But... You know, I'm kind of going to be disappointed to m- and miss his fashion sense. Yeah, he contributed a lot to Doctor Who, and there's still some things. And the only thing that there's still some me, things in Doctor Who I, now I, I, that the he only contributed. Thing I'm going to put out there right now, right, is if Tom Baker's scarf don't get caught in stuff, and when I saw him, that's a lie. That is a total lie because last week it was so windy and I had a normal size scarf on and it was very windy and I got caught in a bush on the way home from a school run. So if he doesn't get that 20 foot, you know, 24 foot long scarf caught in a bush or something or anything else, that's a lie. Mm. Just saying. Yeah, so... My, My lovely cream scarf which I've had for years, and it, I love it, got plucked by a hedge when it blew into it and tried to strangle me when the other half was still around my neck. I also like the fact that John Pertwee's Doctor is completely different to Patrick Troughton and William Hartnell. He oh, yeah. he definitely embellished yeah. the role. And I definitely, do think because, you know, some you, of it is an extension your, of John Pertwee. You've got to put your own spin on it. You can't just do the same as what the other's done because... That's like, well, you know, for a while, when they regenerate, they regenerate their minds as well as the outside appearance. So the personalities change. And I think he brought, there's a, I think there's a lot of John Pertwee in The Doctor. Definitely the look, I think, well, probably like, influenced by like, him. That's like when Matt, Matt Smith went to Peter Capaldi. He had a juvenile, not job, he liked fish fingers and custard. And then all of a sudden you had an eccentric, you know, bit of mm. a kook. And it was quite it was quite funny actually. And like I say, I think his his influence is still there See, no, in I, Doctor Who, know, especially in modern Doctor Who. I think that Peter Cabaldi looks a lot like Pat, uh, John Pertwee. There's a I lot know, of yeah. John Pertwee although, in although the, the Peter Cabaldi Doctor, especially the outfit. 
outfit. And the hair as well. Well, not so, so much the hair. The hair. Well, the hair did get longer at the end. The hair is shorter and a bit less erratic. I'd say it's more of a cross between John Pertwee and Tom Baker's hair mm. because it looks slightly permed. So yeah, I think so, that, like I say, there's a, it's an extension of John Pertwee, I think, this Doctor. Of, although I was and, curious to see how Tom Baker's hair goes because all I've known is a big bushy perm. And, you know, mm. the only thing I'm thinking is, didn't the guy ever own a hairbrush? Mm. Probably not. Anyway, so... You know, I, lo- I love Tom Baker, but, you know, I'm starting to think maybe, you know, just just brush it or comb it now and again. Mm, so, quick little logistics of John Pertwee. Uh, born on the 7th of July, 1919. And, and he has... died on the 20th of May, 96, as well. Really? I'll just say that. Oh, it's my granddad's birthday. So, yeah. He was in, uh, obviously, best known for Doctor Who, but also done uh, Wurzel Gummidge as well. He was very known for that. He Although, was in a few Carry know, Ons, Carry On Cleo, Screaming and Cowboy. He was in Carry On Cleo? Who was he? Um, he was a soothsayer in Carry On Cleo. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's quite known the and he's is, quite, I like, know of well known I, in I've British known culture. I've Wurzel Gummidge, but I've never seen it. Hmm. So yeah, he was. Uh, he's quite known in British culture. So yeah, I think overall, I think his tenure was really quite good. Didn't he got like a son who's in stuff? Yes, Sean Pertwee, who looks a lot like him. What's he been in? Because I swear I've seen him. In well, something. he's been. He was in. Uh, I think he was in. Um, he was in Gotham. I think he played Alfred in Gotham. Well, no, because I didn't watch. A and lot he's of that, and he's so probably been that. in something else just him. But well, anyway, yeah, cause I so ain't seen him in Gotham, rounding up, I didn't watch that. rounding up, John Pertwee contributed quite a lot to Doctor Who, which is still evident today. We're now, like I said last week, it's kind of bittersweet when we say goodbye to a Doctor because you get you've watched them for like I said seven months. You kind of get attached. Yeah, you get attached to them and then they're gone. But now, like I said, the future. I think that's kind of bit. That's the thing. When we kind of went from William Hartnell to Patrick Troughton, I was a little bit sad but then the same with Patrick Trout and gone to John Pertwee but with this it's kind of bittersweet because it's like yeah I'm sad to see John Pertwee go and but I'm so excited for Tom but Baker no, yes we're going into the Tom Baker era so it's kind of bittersweet so, and you know so now um, next like week in a candy store. next week will be the very first serial of Tom Baker which is yeah. a robot where we'll see what? a robot yeah, robot. It's called robot, and original. it features a robot. So <gasps> original. So yes. So it's kind of what robot tiger. It's kind of bye bye to John Pertwee robot tiger, and robot hello human, to Tom Baker. Robot now. monkey. Well, we'll find out, won't you? I'm not going to spoil it. But yes, yeah, season twelve, and then we'll get into. It's not going to be a stupid thing like the Chumleys again, is it? No, it's a little bit different to that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to season 12. I've said this last week, probably arguably with the fans, the greatest season. Well, we'll find that out, won't we, as we go through. I'm not going to spoil anything because we're along for the ride as well as the listeners. So, like I said, I think on that note, uh, wrapping up John Pertwee. How long will you wait till Genesis? It's four serials. So four... Potentially four weeks if we don't have a break. So, anyway, so wrapping up John Pertwee, like I said, it's hopefully, like I said, it'll, be, hopefully it'll be warmer by then because it's mm. kind of cold at the well, moment. We'll go hopefully into 
more spring. lighter lighter nights and spring lighter mornings anyway spring anyway. and that's funny how basically uh, by the time we get to genesis which is like one of my all-time favorites it's you know yeah and that'll definitely get a 10 because you know mm. it's like my favorite ever but um the pure and simple fact of the matter is um there's this little thing called we've been doing it two years now. Mm, I know By it's the coming time up. We get to that point. I don't it'll think probably so. be doing two years. Well, I think it's May. Two years no, is May. That's not. Uh, anyway, start, rounding up. Uh, we started as lockdown started. Yeah, well, rounding it up. So, John Pertwee, thank you to John Pertwee for everything he contributes to Doctor I Who. I think I he's swear, definitely made I his stamp. That we started it in March. He's definitely made a stamp and something that the fans will always remember for what he contributed. Uh, so we are very appreciative of that. But going forward now, Tom Baker is now going to take the role and take the reins in the first serial next week, Robot. So I think oh, we'll wrap wait. it up now. So all the social medias will be in the description. Let us know what you thought of John Pertwee as the third Doctor. What was your favourite serial or your worst? Or what's... Uh, Favourite companion? What was your favourite companion, Becky? I've got to go with Joe at the minute. Because I always think... I might have to go with Jamie because one... Well, Jamie, no. Well, Jamie buff. wasn't in John Pertwee's era. I'm talking about John Pertwee's oh. era. Out of the three, Liz, Joe and Sarah Jane. Who's Joe. the favourite? Joe. There it goes. It has to be Joe because Joe to Sarah me Jane's is always... Joe, Joe always seems to be uh, John Pertwee's companion to me and Sarah Jane is more of Tom Baker's. Yeah. So we'll get to see Sarah Jane flourish a little bit more. So anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there because we've gone over an hour now. So uh, I think... I saw that gas bag and you keep doing. Uh, is it? Anyway, <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. And on that note, I'll say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.